Welcome to Becoming. This is episode 100. This episode is a very special episode. We've held on to it knowing that it was an extra special episode that we wanted to share with you. This episode is called God of the Impossible, and it's a solo episode with Tawny. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Becoming, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Today. I'm Tawny Beardall, and I'm going to be doing this episode solo today. I really wanted you to know how incredibly unique and special this episode is to me personally. It's so personal, actually, that I almost second-guessed sharing it, yet I know that it needs to be heard. A few months ago, I started to feel a prompting that I needed to write on a specific topic for this episode. This is not particularly uncommon. In fact, it's how most of my solo episodes start. I just felt really pulled to focus my thoughts on the God of the impossible, a God of the unexpected, something that would just be able to demonstrate God's love and power for us in trying and terribly difficult times. I just thought that if there's one person out there that needed to hear this, then it would be worth every single effort. So I got to work. I studied and I started to gather stories and scriptures and just began to write down my thoughts. And it honestly just came together so easy. It was as if God was handing me the information for this person that he really wanted to have hear this. I would write here and there when I had some spare time. And when I was nearly finished writing, I received some personal and very terrible news that just created a hurricane of problems and heartache in mine and my family's lives. This actually happened to be the exact same week that the COVID virus started to rage and the quarantines were placed on us. It just became very apparent that all of our lives were going to be really difficult and different for a while. With this new and heavy trial in front of me, the coming days felt really dark and lonely for me. I remember just feeling overcome with sadness and near despair when I had a thought that just jumped in my head and it reminded me about this episode, telling me to go back to it, go and read it. And I hadn't looked at my notes in a couple of weeks. And as I read through it, I was seriously astonished. It was so very clear to me that I was asked to write this episode for this particular experience that I was in the middle of. I was the person that needed to hear it. I wrote it for myself, not knowing the heartache that would lie just around the corner. My heart was so full of love and gratitude, knowing that my Father in Heaven is so very aware of me. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I call these moments love notes from God. Well, this was the greatest love note of all time. He knows me. He loves me and he loves you too. And that is why I feel so compelled to share my love note with you. He wants you to know that he is the God of the impossible, not only for me, but for every single one of us. 
If you have found yourself in a particularly difficult time, listen up. This one's for you. Working on this podcast over the last year and a half has been completely eye-opening for me. I've had beautiful experiences and an amazing perspective shift. I remember I used to see the world as if it felt like it was caving in on itself. So much heartache, so much evil and sadness. I held fear for what the world was becoming, just knowing that one day I would have to send my children off to discover it on their own almost felt unbearable. But I just have to say, I don't feel that way anymore. One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I didn't feel that there was enough positive resources and support for teens today. But now, just over a year and a half later, I am in awe of the good and the light that is being put out there. You can't overlook it. I just feel as if God is sending an army of incredible people to help prepare his teens for this day. I used to spend countless hours searching for light to share with you on this podcast, and now we are being contacted regularly by so many amazing individuals that want to come on Becoming to give you tools and knowledge that will help you grow and that will also shield you from any negative. And what has left an even stronger impression to me has been the outstanding teens that we have interviewed. They have seriously blown my mind with their light and perspective. You teens are full of wisdom and grit and endurance. How could I possibly fear the future with so much beauty right in front of me? This world is in amazing and capable hands. It has been such a beautiful thing for me to witness. I am so thankful for all of you who are doing good and spreading light in your corner of the world, in your sphere of influence. I love what Russell M. Nelson, the president of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, recently said about the teens today. Quote, Our youth and children are among the best the Lord has ever sent into this world. They have the capacity to be smarter and wiser and have more impact on the world than any previous generation. We must do our part to help them realize their potential. End quote. Okay, wow. If that doesn't give you courage and hope for this generation and for our future, I don't know what would. That last sentence, we must do our part to help them realize their potential, is my main motivator. I want you teens to know of your unlimited potential. I want you to feel armed and ready to handle whatever may lie ahead for you. I know you are incredibly capable teens, but I also know that that does not shield you from hardship, trials, and seemingly unbearable circumstances. And that is one reason why I felt so pulled to dedicate an episode to this subject today. I want to talk about the greatest resource that we have, our Father in Heaven the God of the impossible. I know I can't personally understand what devastation you have faced or may face in the future, but I hope to give you different examples today that will give you faith and trust in seeking counsel and comfort from God. I've recently sat with a couple of friends in different and difficult situations who have found themselves in seemingly impossible circumstances. As I tried to think of what I could possibly say to ease any burden or pain from them, all I could think about was a chapter in one of my favorite books that has helped me tremendously when I found myself stuck and absolutely helpless. The book is called In the Arms of His Love, and it's written by Stephen A. Kramer. 
And the chapter I'm referring to is called The God of the Impossible. I have felt really connected to the subject and I just knew I needed to share it with you all. Have you ever felt like you were just sucker punched by life? Like you were in a situation that felt completely unbearable or just seemed impossible to find a way out. You just can't believe this is happening to you. It can be so frustrating when you feel like you've lived your life for God and you just don't understand why he's allowing this to happen to you. So what do we do now? When I was in the midst of my own impossible situation years ago, I had a very wise friend ask me the following questions. If you are doing what feels the most right, do you believe that God will handle the result? If so, what do you have to fear? So to rephrase this, if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, being prayerful about what your next decision should be, do you trust that God will continue to help you through? If so, you have absolutely nothing to fear. This way of thinking took away so much anxiety from me. This is where we need to remind ourselves that we have a Savior and a Heavenly Father who are gods of miracles, gods of impossible circumstances, and you have them with you here. We can draw upon them to help us through. In Luke 1.37 it says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And if we keep this truth in mind and then follow through by putting our complete trust in Him, it will all work out. Just as Solomon suggests in Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. I want you to understand that as mortals, we have a limited perspective. It is almost as if we're looking through a small telescope. We just can't see the entire picture. Sometimes it's blurry and hard to focus. We just don't know how it will play out. But God can see it all. He doesn't have to look through this limited telescope. He has the ability to see this big, huge picture. He sees the end from the beginning. He is not restricted by our mortal limitations and views. I'm going to give you multiple examples today of how Christ proved one of his last statements to his disciples before he ascended into heaven, which was, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Did you guys hear that? All power. He was trying to ensure us that even though he is now in heaven, he still governs the affairs of men. He has unlimited power to influence our circumstances here on earth. So let's first start with one of my very favorite Bible stories that illustrates this perfectly. Moses and the Red Sea. We find it in Exodus 14. So Moses had just led the Israelites out of Egypt and he was freeing them from a life of slavery and they were headed to Mount Sinai. When the Pharaoh realized that his nation of slaves had escaped, he assembled his entire army of horsemen and over 600 chariots. And I'm just going to read this excerpt from the book In the Arms of His Love that I was talking about. Quote, As the Pharaoh's army approached the unarmed camp of Israel, the people were in panic. They were trapped. There was no possible escape, no conceivable solution, at least not to the mortal mind. But Jehovah was prepared to do the unimaginable, to demonstrate that he truly does have all power in heaven and on earth. To the fearful, faithless Israelites, Moses said, Fear ye not, 
stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. God parted the Red Sea to prove that we can depend on him in any problem or need, no matter how hopeless the circumstances appear to our limited vision. End quote. How incredible is that story, you guys? I'm such a visual person, and I can just imagine these Israelites believing that there's no way out. They just feel like they're painted into a corner, knowing that there is no other option but to die. They are terrified. And then God says, wait a minute, I promised you I'd save you and be there for you. He performed a miracle that they didn't even know was possible. I like to picture Moses lifting up his rod to command the sea to part. How cool would that be to have experienced? They're just walking on dry land through the sea. I feel like it would be almost like walking through one of those 360 aquariums. I'm sure that they're just looking around in amazement of all the cool stuff that they get to witness in the middle of the sea. This story is so faith-promoting. God is a God of miracles. The main takeaway that I see here is that we must learn to trust God with all our heart. Hard times call for this absolute trust. If we fail to have faith in God and his plan for us, this is when Satan begins to plant seeds of doubt. Do not let this happen. God will guide you through if you just let him. Oftentimes, we do not know how God is working in our lives until the experience is long over. But every once in a while, it is crystal clear that he is with us and his hand is in our lives. As I've thought over my favorite scripture stories, I was in awe of all the obvious and absolutely incredible miracles that God has performed. We've got Daniel and the lion's den, the amazing story of King Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abraham and Sarah conceiving at an old age, Jonah and the well, and of course, Christ demonstrated his ability to perform miracles throughout his entire life as well. He caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear. There are just so many beautiful and personal stories of him healing individuals one by one. The lame, lepers, and the sick. He changed water into wine. He fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. I don't know if you guys recall this other miracle about a fish, but I love it. It was when he and Peter were entering the temple, and they were asked to pay the customary temple tax. They didn't have the money, so Christ supplied the money in the most interesting and unlikely manner. He asked Peter to go catch a fish, and the first fish that he would catch to open its mouth, and inside of it would be the money that they needed. I think that clearly shows his ability to be creative and to think outside the box. The miracles just continued throughout his life. He cast unclean spirits out. The winds and the waves obeyed him. He walked on water and he raised souls from the dead. My friends, he has clearly demonstrated that he has never been and will never be limited by the circumstances that limit our vision. 
I believe that throughout life, we will be asked to experience challenges and difficulties, but that does not mean that he has forsaken us. He knows that we can overcome and that we will be blessed to build our faith and confidence and have the ability to grow into the people that we were meant to become. Just looking through all these different Bible stories, it was so hard to just pick a few to focus on today. But another one that felt to me as if it was very clear that Christ was trying to teach us that he is a God of all power is the story of Jesus bringing Lazarus back to life. And it's found in John 11. I'm not going to read you any of the references, but I am going to paraphrase his story really quickly. Now, Christ was dear, dear friends with Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And when Lazarus got sick, Mary and Martha knew that if Christ was just simply aware that Lazarus was sick and then struggling, that he would want to come to his aid. So they sent someone to tell Jesus so he could come and heal Lazarus. They had faith, but sadly, Lazarus died before Jesus even got there. The thing about this story that's really interesting is Jesus was made aware of Lazarus' situation, yet he chose not to come for two more days. And when Jesus finally came, they shared their heartache with him, and they cried and just told him that he was too late. When Jesus saw how very sad Mary and Martha were, he cried. They believed it was impossible now. His soul had been gone for too long, and there was no way out. But what they didn't realize was that most of the lesson is learned in the waiting. Growth comes from struggle. Change comes out of dark places. And sometimes a learning comes from waiting that cannot come any other way. Because of this pain and this anguish that they experienced and this time that they were forced to suffer alone, this ended up being able to further teach them the magnitude of the miracle that was about to happen. And Jesus cries with a loud voice and looses the bands of death for Lazarus. With Jesus Christ, the unexpected will always happen. Through him, we will always be made whole, not in our own timing, but in his timing. When we think it's too late, when we think it's impossible and just too unbearable, we need to remember that from darkness, Jesus Christ can create light. I know it is so hard to wait until it seems like the very last moment, or even beyond, but this story just reminds us that it is never too late. We can keep our hope in God's miracles and just believe that He has something incredible in store for us. For if we end up giving up our faith and our hope, what is left for us? Keep looking for the light while you're in the middle of the dark. Stay connected to this God of all power in heaven and in earth, for this is the only way we will survive. I hope you guys are able to understand that these Bible stories aren't just an interesting history that doesn't seem to really pertain to us personally. The most personal Bible story to me, and the one that I feel incredibly connected to, is the one of the woman with the issue of blood. I think the reason why it sticks out to me so much is because I know it takes tremendous faith on our part to call upon the miracles of heaven. As I read you the scripture reference, pay attention to her deep faith. Now this is in Mark 5, 25 through 34. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse, 
when she had heard of Jesus, came into the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Her faith, her unwavering faith, is what made her whole. You can make these stories, these miracles, personal to you. You can claim God's promise in Hebrew 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You guys, he is still amongst us performing these miracles every single day. In fact, I wanted to finish today by sharing the most incredible story. It proves that God is still performing miracles today and that he knows and loves us individually. As I was preparing for this episode, I really wanted to have a modern day story to share with you. And the timing of how I learned of this story was just uncanny. I have a beautiful friend that just lost her father. And she was sharing with me that her family had set up a virtual memorial for those who had knew her dad. So people could just go online and leave a memory about him. She said she was reading through them and she came across this incredible contribution. It was a story that she had never heard before, but one that just struck her heart and it strengthened her in this unbearable time. So with her permission, I'm going to read this submission to you. And for context, her father's name is Ralph and he was in a leadership position as a bishop in his local congregation with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Here we go. One day, Ralph came into the office very excited and determined that we all gather up, sit on the couch in the foyer, and listen as he told us the following story. When he was first called bishop, a couple moved into the ward from California. They had been the Harley Davidson types, and when they joined the church late in life, they decided that they needed to change their surroundings now that they had a new faith. They came into his office and they explained that they had been moved by one of the talks at the recent general conference, and they wanted to serve a church mission. Their only caveat was that she had arthritis and could not go somewhere cold. Ralph had helped them fill out the paperwork, and when the call came, it was for somewhere in the Great Lakes region. Now, the person submitting this wasn't exactly sure where, he thinks possibly Michigan, Minnesota, New York, or Ohio, somewhere around there. But this couple expressed their disappointment with their new bishop, and they just politely turned down the call. It was much too cold, and they just couldn't go there. Ralph said that after serving as a bishop for a couple of years, this same couple came in again. They expressed their feelings that their prompting to serve a mission had never gone away. They asked for his help and again expressed their concern that he not screw it up this time. So Ralph wrote a personal letter that he attached to their mission application. To no effect, a couple of weeks later, they received a second mission call to the exact same mission as before. 
again in the Great Lakes region. The couple was very upset and angry, and Ralph was so troubled. He felt like he had failed them. As Ralph was approaching his very last year as a bishop, this good couple again came into his office and asked him to try once more. Together, they crafted a letter explaining the wife's condition and her limitations with the cold and proceeded to submit their paperwork. Ralph said that he even went to the stake president and had him write a second letter just to be sure. When their call came, Ralph was hesitant to even speak to them. For the third time in five years, they had been called to serve in the exact same spot, same mission in the Great Lakes region. This time, the husband told Ralph, yeah, we planned for that just in case it might happen. We intentionally submitted our papers so that the call would come in the spring. We will accept the call and we're going to drive our motor home out to serve as we are assigned. We will stay until it gets cold and my wife can't take it anymore. Then we're coming home. Ralph told us all that when he had sent them off, he had no idea if that was even allowed. He didn't know what would happen when they told their mission president that they were planning on going home early after only six months. Ralph couldn't wait to share the rest of their story, to share this miracle with us. He said that he had just been contacted by them with the following story. They said when they arrived in the mission field, it was afternoon, and their mission president was there waiting for them at the local KOA to help them get all settled in. By the time they had gotten their motorhome set up with the campground manager, it was early evening. Their president then asked them, Do you want to take the rest of the evening off and start knocking doors early in the morning? Or shall we knock a few this evening before the sun sets? To which the husband replied, We better start this evening. We don't plan on being here long. Well, Ralph got all choked up as he finished the story. So this couple walked across the road from the KOA with their mission president. And the very first door that they knocked on was their own daughter. She had left home at 17 years old back when they lived in California, when they were the biker folks, they had not seen or heard from her in more than 30 years. Honestly, honestly, you guys, I have no words that can express the feeling I get every time I hear this story. He knows us individually. He knows you. He knows what is best for you. Even with the most sincere prayers, we sometimes are not removed from the difficult circumstances we have been placed in, but our bodies and souls can be strengthened to properly handle the hardship. Obstacles become stepping stones. Bridges are built over deep crevices. Miracles do occur, and we are always delivered one way or another in our time of need. If you are struggling, suffering, feeling helpless or hopeless, like you were just painted into a corner with no possible solution, with no way out. Just hold on. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your trust in God. Hold on to your convictions. Place your trust in the one who has all power in heaven and earth. There is no situation from which he cannot deliver us. Whether it be a physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual problem, I'm here to remind you of your strength and of your potential. Remember that God's solution or answer to your prayers may not look the way that you expect it to. 
He is not restrained to the limitations of our seemingly impossible circumstances. You've got this, you guys. I love you and I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening and joining us for our 100th episode. We'd love to ask for your help in supporting the podcast by giving us a rating and a review in the podcast app. We so appreciate all of you for being here with us and we'll be back in a couple weeks as we start season two.